The best books are those that tell you what you already know. George Orwell, 1984. When I reflect on the people who've inspired, influenced and helped shape me to be the person that I am today, it's almost like a collection of invisible tattoos. Each person leaving their mark. Each mark a reminder of a time and a place that can sometimes feel like a lifetime ago. Yet each mark is just as important as the last. Although, just like tattoos, some people really stand out. Mrs French was one such person. She was a high school English teacher who inspired and encouraged her students to be their best. But her life was cut short when she tragically died in an accident, and so her mark burns even brighter. During my time in high school, I wasn't much of an academic. I wasn't much of anything, to be honest. I wasn't sporty, I wasn't a science geek, I wasn't proficient at learning languages, and generally, I couldn't really be bothered. I was the kind of young person whose lack of interest was symptomatic of misdirection and misunderstanding. Quite simply, if I wasn't interested, I wouldn't flourish, and so I'd often be somewhere on the scale of class clown to fully asleep. The few subjects which I did throw myself into were within the arts, art and design, drama and creative writing. Through these creative pursuits I managed to distract myself from the boredom of adolescence growing up in the Scottish countryside. When it came to my studies I really just didn't pride myself in the process because most of this, because of this, most of my teachers wrote me off as an arty, weirdo, emo kid, which, to be honest, was kind of apt. The thing with being written off by teachers is that you end up not even trying. It becomes a vicious cycle where you get moved down a skill class and then are surrounded by more students who also don't apply themselves and before you know it, you're stuck. As I was passionate about writing, I decided that I wanted to do higher English. No, I was determined that I was going to do higher English. At the time, I hadn't been diagnosed with dyslexia yet. It wouldn't be until my second year of university that all would become clear on that front. Somehow I'd managed to struggle my way through standard grade English to achieve a grade 3. That's like the equivalent of a grade C. To be honest, I'm pretty sure I scraped by with that mark based on the strength of my creative writing and critical analysis alone. Either way, it looked kind of unlikely that I'd be allowed to do higher English, as I'd most likely fail. This is something that was outlined to me by the head of the English department at the time. She was quite right as well. At the end of the day, I needed to be realistic about my skill level, and she had a duty to ensure her department met her targets. I'd like to see you move up to the GOAT class, where I think you belong. Philip K. Dick. To Android's dream of electric sheep. I knew that if I was going to go on and study what I loved at university, I really needed this. I needed higher English. At the time, I had a few English classes with Mrs French, who had been complimentary and encouraging about my creative writing. I knew that she'd seen some of my better work, and so I decided to have a chat with her about the situation. To cut a long story short, I gave her some impassioned monologue about creative writing and how English is one of my favourite subjects and how I was frustrated that I wasn't allowed to do higher English. She agreed that my creative writing alone was strong enough and decided that she would go and speak to the head of the department on my behalf. Due to Mrs French fighting my corner, 
I not only went on to study higher English, I also completed it and obtained an A grade. I really have Mrs French to thank for that achievement. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have even had the opportunity to study higher English in the first place. Also, her wisdom and guidance meant that I didn't just scrape by, it meant that I flourished. She even encouraged me to follow my science fiction passions by writing a textual analysis on Philip K. Dick's The Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, Margaret Atwood's A Handmaid's Tale and George Orwell's 1984. In high school, studying my favourite writers, studying perspectives and subject matters that fascinated me and still do today. In December 2002, Mrs French and her husband were hill walking in the Scottish Highlands when tragedy struck. The grassy ledge that they were walking along collapsed beneath her feet and Mrs French fell 50 foot to her death. When the news broke of her tragic death, it hit our school hard. Mrs French had enabled so many young people within our school community and had granted them so many educational opportunities. Our school held a memorial service with the French family and it was truly heartbreaking, especially as her teenage son was also a student at the high school at the time. He joined with hundreds of other of you know hundreds of other teenagers as we all mourned the passing of a truly remarkable woman. Mrs. French left a mark that I'll always be thankful for. She was a positive role model who inspired young people to be their best. She encouraged them to be analytical of the world around them and keep their eyes focused on their passions regardless of what was happening in the world. I can only hope to be one-tenth the positive influence that she was. And in fact, now that I think about it, I wonder if her positive influence was one of the factors that led me to being involved in youth work later in life. Rest in peace, Mrs. French. You truly were a remarkable woman. Truly. I believe there can be no light without shadow, or rather, no shadow unless there's also light. Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's Tale. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you enjoyed it, feel free to rate it, subscribe, and also share it on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you frequent the internet. See you soon.